Roger. Yeah, I think he's pulling the wrong one. I'm just... Okay, I'm ready to pull it down now. There was still a little bit uh, left in the... Okay, don't hold it quite so tight. Okay. Yeah, what? Hi. Welcome to the podcast. This is how it's going to start. Welcome to the podcast. This is Live to Tape with Jimmy Jackson, a.k.a. Johnny Pemberton, a.k.a. Kevin Tipcorn, a.k.a. Jason Pepperhouse, a.k.a. the owner, operator, driver, and the uh, mechanic and um, uh, fixer-upper general guy who watches it when it's parked of Daddy's Big Red Truck. That's right. Daddy has a truck that is big, and it's red, and it's Daddy's, so you know it's funky and moves fast but still smooth. You're also at the Executive Buffet, the only buffet that's for executives only, and it's on the uh, the mezzanine of a downtown hotel in Atlanta, Georgia, everybody. Welcome to Live to Tape. If you want more of what you get here, uh, you can get it at patreon.com slash live to tape. That's patreon.com slash live to tape. Also, you can email the podcast if you need to at live to tape podcast at gmail.com. That's all I'm going to say because this is a... This is a real smoker of an episode. It's a real hot shot, more of a hot lick. Um, maybe I'd call it a lick shot episode. It's two of my favorite people who are living, uh, Blair Saki and Steve Fernandez, and they're going to introduce the podcast, and we're just going to gonna let it rip. Thanks for being here. Whoa, what? What? We're rolling. We're rolling right now. Yeah, sorry. I, I need this Coke Zero. You want? Okay, hold on. A you guys you guys introduce the podcast. I'll be right back with your Coke Zero, Steve. Welcome to Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton. And our special guest today is none other than Steve Hernandez. I don't even, I'm sorry, I don't even feel like I'm a, I'm a guest. I think when us three get together, we're like a limited series podcast. That was a Coke Zero. I agree with that. I agree, totally. Johnny, thankfully, the crack of really the can. come through with some Coke Zeros <laughs> for, the, for the team. The real, Pretty exciting. The real thing here is to get Blair's levels right so I don't get complaints. Oh, why? They complain at me? <laughs> no. You can get, you can get, you know, your voice does you know. a thing. Oh, yeah, but that's just you can in general. Yeah. You have a projection. You, don't, you do not have a projection issue. Oh, I'm loud. Also, yeah. that's a problem with um, coronavirus. Like, say I did have it, I laugh on people so much. Yeah, you would be spreading <laughs> Like, I would be like a war machine if I had coronavirus because I laugh so much. I've thought about you and podcast Blair, and I've like vibed your energy, and I just don't think you could. I don't think you're good at. I don't think you like to do something every week, really. <laughs> she does not. She's not doing anything every week. Believe me. Because I have thought about. You know, I'm a podcast. Like, I love podcasts. I have three. Johnny. I've, I've got a fourth coming out, and my whole vibe for me because I thought, what about Blair? What could we do with Blair? And I just vibe your energy, and I'm like, nah. It's 
<laughs> well, you can't you me. can't lock her down. <laughs> yeah. It's also with relationships. I know. Like, for her, the idea of having to do something every week is overwhelming. Just the concept of it is, oh, no. is preventative. Why do you the act like why do you why do I act like I don't know this? I just said this. I said we've this. never talked yeah. about it yeah. before. Because I knew it. Because I'm like, well, maybe Blair, we could do this with her or do this. And I'm like, nah, that chick does not like. Well, to. see, you found out about it, and I had to be like told about it. But first, I got I got heavily vibed about it initially. I'm like, I think Blair does not want to do a thing <laughs> weekly. And turns out you're right. No, Steve no. is right. Because I actually <laughs> I love podcasting with you guys. Oh, I believe that it's every hard, every couple months. Yeah. Yeah, every couple months. <laughs> and I think that's actually a lot for you too. I think <laughs> once a month would be a lot for you. Um, but I think every couple months you're like excited to be here now. And I'll take it. That's why stand-up was hard, because I had so many obligations every night. What do you mean, I have so many obligations every night? <laughs> to go do my job. <laughs> I know. Oh, you. Yeah. I, I, would, I think about you walking into a room, just dragging your ass into a room, like, Ugh. I have to do this thing that's almost a job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. I sound like a dumb bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but you can do it. You know, you're, you're in demand, uh, so you kind of call the shots. You know who else is like that is it? Chris Estrada. A lot of people don't know that about Chris Estrada, too, but he will. Chris D'Elia? I know he... <laughs> no, no, Johnny. I'm talking about my beloved Latino, fellow Latino comic, Chris Estrada. I love Chris Estrada. Have you guys been missing Chris D'Elia? <laughs> I mean, miss, what do you mean by missing uh, him? Yeah, why would, sure. I, why would I miss him? I keep fucking watching his specials. They're on Netflix still. <laughs> really? No! Oh, they took Oh, wait, no, no, no. They are really on oh. Netflix. I don't think you can take someone's specials down. I think that takes a lot. I think contractually you can't just. Oh, that's an interesting point. I also think you have to do something really bad. Like he's obviously, I consider that sort of a. Well, Johnny. <laughs> I, know, is, I stand by. Uh, I stand by. Really coming out here now. <laughs> I mean, I mean, really bad. Okay. I Not mean, like here. You know. Look at the guy. Oh, okay? uh, boy. Boys Honestly. will be boys. <laughs> look, we've all been in the locker room. We know how Chris is. It's just how, it's how, he, how he is as a man. Here's an interesting thing that I've been thinking about in regards to this stuff is I wonder, you know, obviously the age of consent is 17, 18, 16, whatever state you're in and stuff. But I wonder mm. if, like, uh, women and people, I guess, really are kids for longer. We just don't call them that. Yes, like, bitch. Oh yeah, right? our prefrontal cortex is not developed till you're 25. Yeah, so, yeah, it's really, yeah, it could be really. But but here's the thing with that though too is, you're not going to say you're you're till you're 25 you're an adult. No, no, yeah. I'm saying everything's changed with evolution and the way that times were. Like, uh, we have now in this country like arrested development, but like in the olden times, like girls were child brides at 13 but they also died at like 25 mm -hmm. you know now we live to fucking 400 so like 16 is still like a child yeah like the adults you're you're an adult later yeah way later yeah <laughs> some of us you know just just <laughs> some got there of us are it's just really got there. take a long time well if you don't have kids you could do whatever you want kids right. are the grounding factor i know i want kids but i have to become an adult first no, I think you have the kids, and the they kids make you, make you an adult. adult. Yeah, dude, that's true. Mm -hmm. The kids make you an adult because they all suddenly like, force you. You can't fuck around anymore. Have you, seen, you ever watched that show, the Amy Sedaris at home with Amy Sedaris show? I've seen it, but I haven't. I've only seen like one episode. The first episode of the new season, the season three, 
is really, really, really funny. I feel like you'd be perfect on that show. Well, I know. I mean, I mean, he's perfect I, at whatever show. I put it is, out there. Know? I put it out there. I'd love to do it. The but, energy you know, or Johnny's what? an amazing actor. Oh, there's just you know, there's a lot of opportunities. You don't get every opportunity you want. We were in acting class, and Johnny was oh, so God. good. I'm, I'm sorry, wait, what? <laughs> what? Wait a minute, hold on. You guys took an acting class together? We did. Yeah, it's like this really gnarly one in a garage. Um, but <laughs> It's not in a garage, it's in like a studio. Yeah. A, it used to be a garage. A but garage it's... made into a studio. I didn't realize that was a garage. Was It was a garage, yeah. wasn't it? That's <laughs> interesting. But, yeah, you were How many really people good. were in the class? Like Only 12. Eight. Was oh. it eight? I think it was 12, maybe 10. But you're like. Packed in. You're packed in there. It's a garage. Um, <laughs> it's a grind. It's the, the gr- grind garage. Chairs are right next to each other. Yeah. <laughs> and you sit there and you get yelled at. You definitely get yelled at for I sure. I would never take an acting class with someone I knew. I mean, if it happened, if they just happened to be there, I'd be fine. But you, I mean, I'm thinking acting class. I'm thinking of crying. I'm thinking of digging in deep. That's yeah. what it is. And this one is really like bizarre and weird because like you have to get wrecked in and you basically like get jumped in and um <laughs> and they act she like treat you like shit yeah for and the it, first it's few like weeks. this most like life or death feeling thing <laughs> like it's so intense i get i get really yelled at it's lot. very parental it's very like you're seeking approval of this woman who's made of stone wait i'm sorry hold on you really did get yelled at oh i get yelled at the most of anyone can yeah. you please tell us about a time one time that you got yelled at um, it's not well, somebody yelling. It's more just like I know. I know what we're talking about, but I want to yeah. hear what what you were. Sometimes not. it's yelling. Here it is. It's no, like... no. What? No. Where are you? Where are you? Okay. Who is that? Who is he to you? Why do you know? How do you know him? Stop. Go back. That's how do you why know him? I told you. No, Blair. Go how do you know him? Do it again. Blair. No. <laughs> okay. So, no, why did you take that breath? What? What do you? Yeah. The best is when she gets so angry at you, she gets frustrated. Yeah, I got like, that God one. Like, God damn it, you're so fucking stupid. Yeah, she, she <laughs> so, Johnny, when you were watching Blair get yelled at, were you, like, agreeing with the teacher? You, were you like, because I, let's, okay, I think, Blair, are you, you're a little closed up, right? I think I'm the opposite, don't you think? No, I I'm think. I'm like a wide open. Maybe you are, but a lot of people, I think it takes time and work to perform in a way where you're open. Right, right, right. And I think maybe sometimes... Like everybody, including myself, you would be kind of closed off up there. Yeah. No. I. The thing is, I actually think I actually think this teacher is amazing, and and yeah. she has no bad intentions. She just wants you to fucking. But Johnny has way more experience than me, so he is like, could. But that's let, also what makes go. it harder for me because I'm like, how the fuck? What What do you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I like push back. So why did you take? You guys obviously took the class for. Two different reasons. Mm. I'm still I, in it. I oh, really? It you're still doing it? Well, you go to the garage still? No, it's about to be online. Are you doing it? I thought you said you weren't going to do it. You didn't respond. You know what happened? Oh, you caved. Time. You caved. <laughs> See, this is the thing. This so wait, you're paying? Is, are you paying the same amount for the online? No, no, no. No. Okay, that's good. But like, I also coach with her for a lot of auditions. <laughs> yeah. She is good for that, I will say. Very good for coaching. <laughs> she came. Oh, my God. You called me and told me about it and said that you were like, yeah, I, I didn't reply. She called me, and I told her, look, I don't have time. I'm working on this. And somehow she broke, she broke you down. 
That's I why mean, you didn't tell me. That's why you've been hiding for a while. Is this like, like a 301 class? Or what's this? <laughs> when you guys tell me I'm like hiding and stuff, it's so funny because I never think I'm hiding. It's not like a conscious thing. That's what everyone who's hiding thinks. They think they're not hiding. <laughs> oh, no, you think nobody notices. Yeah. No big deal. I mean, you're the youngest uh, girl. You're the only girl in the family. You're just trying to be as little as possible so no one says yeah. anything to you. She got broken down, baby. She got broken down by the master. By the master breaker. She's, she's my god. She's Can a master. She's she is your god. You over Zoom. Yeah. She's basically like David Koresh meets like uh she's like a martial she's more of a Koresh type, but I feel like Koresh, if you're a man, you can kind of be a little more gentle in your you know what I mean? But like if you're like a woman cult leader, you perhaps really bust some fucking balls. What was the woman on the, uh, what was that, that uh, the sex one where they all wore the orange with Maharishi? Oh, the, oh. Uh, yeah, she's kind of, she honestly is kind of like her. What's uh, that called? Um, I don't remember the name. Wild, 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 wild Kingdom? Wild Wild Country? Wild yes. Wild Country. Yeah. Oh, my God. Tough titties. Tough titties. <laughs> that woman was awesome. Even she's, though she was, like, direct, like, probably murdered some people. Oh, yeah. Oh, it was still like, oh, she's awesome. I fucking love her. <laughs> No, she was a wild bitch because only like in history a lot of times like Sheila. men get to be crazy like that. Yeah. But she would be so gnarly and like those clips of her on the talk shows where she just dunk on people, <laughs> just morally bankrupt, like completely evil. And she looks good. Yeah. That's the killer on top of it. Being a total fucking raging <laughs> psycho bitch and looking pretty damn good. You know, <laughs> I knew I had big problems when I watch that series in the first couple episodes. I was like, this looks pretty good. <laughs> it's all, well, all culture like that. I yeah. Like, I was like, I love all these bright colors and the dancing. <laughs> and I, it looks, this looks, I could see where some people got in trouble. I don't think you're wrong. I I would be in. I would probably be in, especially right now in COVID. It's like, you can go to a place and it's just kind of like, you know, it's like a time machine. I'll take it. I'll go back. I'll wear the jumpsuit. Yeah, then you dance. But no, it's only for a small period of time. Then you're in deep shit and you can't get out. Well, sort of like you right now with acting class. <laughs> <laughs> no, I need acting class. What are you doing, Blair? <laughs> Blair, you're doing it all wrong. Wait, is she Irish? No, she <laughs> is. She is Irish, but she's not like Irish Irish. Like, <laughs> like fresh off the boat Irish. I'm going to have to take one of those classes soon, I think. You I, should. I, she's a genius. She is. She's that good, huh? I think yeah. she's an emotional genius. I would say that's where it stops. I mean, no, there's a lot. <laughs> no, there's a lot of people in this that we know who credit their whole like entire careers to her. Which is the same as any cult where you'd be like, if I hadn't met Marshall Applewhite, I don't know where I would be right now. How many oh. times have you watched the new? Um, have, you, <laughs> have you watched the uh, the Taylor Kitchener um, Waco? On, it's great. Oh huh? my god! I love. I what? Did you see the it's the Waco uh, miniseries? No. Taylor, uh, what's his name? Taylor Kitchener. Tim Riggins plays David oh, Koresh. I knew you. Oh yeah, yeah, I love Tim Riggins. <laughs> yeah, no Not shit. Not Tim Riggins, but uh, Taylor Taylor Kitchener. Yeah, but Tim Riggins is his Friday Night Lights. Taylor oh, Kitch. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never watched that. Oh, you don't yeah. watch Friday Night Lights? I I've, think you I've really watched like episodes, but not like, you know, never been invested. Oh, yeah, but wow. all the girls loved him because he's so good looking and buff, but troubled and quiet. What am I doing out here? Guys, there's no running water. <laughs> I woke up today, I had a feeling. You know what that feeling was? 
It was joy. <laughs> you really, he's really good at he it. As David Koresh. Yeah. What is it supposed to be? Who is he? David Koresh. David Koresh. Yeah. Waco. Oh, wow. Shit. Waco? You know who those people he's are? A, yeah, he's a cult guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was, I like him. And I thought that doc, uh, that uh, miniseries was actually pretty even-handed, too. They, totally. It didn't paint them as like. Is it on Netflix? It's on. Yes. Is it now? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it was a Paramount channel. Mm-hmm. It was like a Paramount exclusive. They didn't pay. He did have. <laughs> He did end up having sex with everybody's mm-hmm. like wives and stuff, and only him. But he seemed really bothered about it, and Here's like the way they said. played it too, it was like he was for real. He's Look, like, "I'll carry the sin. I've taken I'll carry the burden." Here's the deal: but, can, can you be celibate? Yeah. I've taken the sexual burden upon myself. Oh, hysterical! But he he seems like he's for real. He fucking sells it. <laughs> oh yes. my god! Good. I can't wait to watch it now with him and Colt shit. I love. Also, you got John Leguizamo in there. I love John Leguizamo. Also, you got Michael Shannon in there. Oh, my God. Michael Shannon is a good guy, Uh which you never see. And he's a really good man in this. This is Michael Shannon that is just like, hey. He has such a look of a bad guy. (laughs) Doesn't he? Yeah, like a bad cop. Like a villain, like a movie villain. I heard a story about him when he was on At Midnight. I have a friend. You know how that show, how it works? That's bizarre he was on At Midnight. I know. It's weird because I don't know why they got him, but... They pair you with a writer, right, who works on the show to help you write stuff for the show. And they paired him with um, someone I know, and he kept pitching jokes. And uh, Michael Shannon kept going, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know a whole lot about the Internet. <laughs> and I kept asking, like, so what about this story? He's like, yeah, I, I never heard of that. <laughs> I just don't. So he basically, like, doesn't know about anything going on in the world. <laughs> He's, like, totally doesn't know. Can you imagine Michael Shannon using the Internet, like, clicking? He's like, okay, who? Who is, uh, who's this? <laughs> just like purely living in the moment at all times. That's hysterical. I shot, oh my God, this is crazy to think about, but I shot the um, <laughs> pilot of the At Midnight reboot with Crystalia. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> he was the host? No, Ron was the host. Oh, with, and it with, was with me and Chris. Delia. That's funny. And Thomas, um, what's his name? Middleditch? No. <laughs> Swinging dick middle ditch. God, have you seen? I don't oh want, let's not talk God. about Michael. Oh wait, yeah, that's probably your friend or something. Huh? No, he's not. Or, or I, you know I know him. him. I see him. I used to see him around, but he's definitely like you know. Oh, on the male gaze, we cover that story. That story is so funny. What story? Uh, the middle ditch, his swinger story. Oh yeah, it's right. How he came out and he with he told on his wife. On the Playboy interview. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, when he said, oh, yeah, she doesn't like it that much, but we still do it. And, you know, I, I just bring back my fans to my house. It was just like, oh, He sounded no. like such a douche. Yeah. He sounded like one of those Hollywood guys who never had sex growing up. So now Wait a second. Are you serious here? <laughs> You're telling me that that guy sounded like that? Get out of here. Well, you're telling me that this dorky, pale, white dude who's known mainly for doing cell phone commercials seems like the kind of guy who didn't get a lot of tail growing up? I mean, I don't know. You're telling me that he seems kind of like a (laughs) fuckboy? I always think people, when they're married, are going to be like, yeah, I might, like, not say stuff like that. God. Well, they were doing it. I mean, I just think it's an age thing. I think you do. Because I, you know, 10 years ago, if I was doing, you know, when I was in my, I had an open marriage. And the way I would talk, not that it was, I mean, hopefully I wouldn't say it on a microphone or anything. But I was just an idiot. I would never do any of that now. Mm -hmm. I just was an idiot. And when you're first into, like, 
swinging open poly stuff, you think like you can convince people. You think it's a good idea. But oh, really? Yeah. That's so weird. Hmm. <laughs> I, wow. I'm not trying. To, I don't try to convince anybody anymore. I think I know most people think it's weird. You got to talk about it so that your fellow weirdos will come out and DM you. But overall, I would never like I know what you want out of life, Blair. You want a beautiful marriage. You want beautiful kids. You want all those things. So why would I try to put my weirdo <laughs> beliefs on you? And yeah. you just understand that more and more that most people are that. And so when you're walking around and stuff and you're talking to people, you expect that's most people. Mm-hmm. But every now and then you're like at your antenna like goes up <laughs> and you're like, oh, what's going on with this, this person? Like. This person seems like maybe they might be a weirdo. And then the older you get, the more you're that is exactly right who that thing is. Yeah. But it's almost nobody. It's hard to figure things out. Like what you want. Because I think that like, yes, I want marriage. Yes, I want kids. I I really think I want that. But then like I don't <gasps> behave in that way. <laughs> in, in, in any way, no part of my life reflects that in any way. I mean, at all. That's funny you say. Yeah, that's true. A lot of people have like you have like this uh, misguided notion of your own self. Yeah, it's hard to figure out because I'm like my therapist was like, I think if you wanted that, then you would have that. You'd be pursuing it. Yeah, she's like, I don't see you ever try to get a boyfriend. There's also like a lot of people who you forget that are super normie, and you look at their lives and they they get all this stuff, and they're just so happy with it, and it's just like, oh, this is just, that's what it is to be like super normie. Sometimes it's just you do you get the kids, you get or you get the 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 marriage, the kids, the house, and there's really not. A much else and mm-hmm. it's like a lot of people are like yeah that it's truly all i want it's really like i'm there we're there yeah yeah i think maybe if everything goes exactly how it's supposed to like early on or something maybe then but i don't know but you might well, be I think you had to, there's so much stuff you had to figure out about yourself yeah. You had to work out, work through so much stuff to deal with all this family trauma and personal trauma that's happened to you that I think these just recently has passed you a year or two where you're like, oh, this is who I am. Yeah. So you had to work through all that. Yeah. So now we can figure out like what kind of husband <laughs> you would want. But even, yeah, who knows? You know, uh, Augustine Burroughs, who wrote Running With Scissors, he wrote this like self-help book thing. But it was called like It Is What It Is or something stupid like that. But he did most stuff like that is, uh, yeah, you don't really want it. If you want it, you would do it. And he has like a weight loss chapter, too. It's like, well, you know, maybe you like being fat. Like, so stop like giving yourself a hard time, uh, because if you didn't want to be fat, you would stop being fat. All of this stuff is like if just figure out what you really want and, you know, what that might say about you. That's the thing is that a lot of people don't like what it might say about your, yeah, you yeah, if yeah. you admit to what you really like and who you really are. Yeah. You know that guy, David Goggins? Yeah. Yeah. I always think about the thing. How do you know about him? I just know him. Orange County, baby. <laughs> Goggins is OC, you think? <laughs> well, it's a Joe Rogan thing. Yeah. And so if it's Joe Rogan, then it's kind of OC. I've never I feel like, like Goggins goes beyond Rogan. Goggins, to me, is like a... Honestly, I think Goggins is a Buddha. He's like a living Buddha. Goggins? For real. Have you read his book? Yeah, but here's the problem, Dude, Johnny. Is... As much as the I do, there are many lessons you could take from this right? man. His personal life is a mess. He's so like on his fourth mess. marriage. Total mess. But I think that's the Buddha would 
have a personal mess. Personal life isn't a mess. I think so. Okay. Because he's such a hardliner that no one can keep up with him. He's like so. He's so super incredibly broken from his past that he he's gonna die on his feet trying to do something like a hundred and seventy mile race. He's gonna die doing it because the only thing that makes him feel alive is extreme physical pain. He's like such a hardcore. But he talks about how, I mean. I was just thinking. I think about him a lot because I read that book and it like inspired me so much. But at the same time, it's also so much about physical stuff. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be a, a weightlifter or a marathon runner or anything like that, you know. But he talks about one thing he says in one of his videos was like, you have to realize sometimes, sometimes the reason you're having trouble with the thing and you're not able to achieve it is you 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 just don't want it that bad. If you don't want something, you're not gonna be able to like stick to it. Like, how come you? He's like, how come you? How come you fail? How come you stopped in 10 days? You're trying to do this thing every morning, but you stopped. Probably because you just didn't fucking want it that bad. That's pretty good goggles. That's what I think think about, like, writing and stand-up. I'm like, if I want to be the best stand-up in the world, I would spend the day writing every day. You would just bust your fucking ass, but... I think sometimes with like with someone like Goggins, the reason he's so hard is because he got punished so much as a kid. Like he shouldn't be alive. A kid should be dead. Yeah, but he should have died from injuries. I I think that's cool though. Like not I don't like um romanticizing trauma and that it happened for a reason, but I do think it's really cool that a lot of like the great minds or great achievements or whatever artistic people a lot of that stuff qualities or experiences or came from really difficult shit you know oh for sure but i mean it's not the case with everyone it's it's so rare that you have anything outside of that like, yeah you're like a you've been like not crucified what's the what do they say about well like i a, mean to find some sort of, sort of drive or impetus that you know, there's something where you're like, I have to do this. Yeah. It comes from something a lot of times like heavy. I, and I also don't think that's I think a lot of times it's just dysfunctional. You know, now that we're in like the pandemic and I, you're and you're I'm looking at my life and I'm looking at the entertainment industry because whenever you're looking at any of the power structures like cops or police, mm-hmm. our government, the military and the entertainment industry where. We know there's so much wrong with it, yet yet we continue to commit to it. And when we don't match up with some of their expectations, we think there's something wrong with us. When we know that that thing is a fucking mess, that it's awful, and yet we still feel bad about ourselves if we don't meet these weird entertainment industry standards. To me, that's like, I'm, I'm looking at that when we're talking like this. Totally, man, because it's like that thing. I mean, I would be lying if I said I didn't feel about my agents and manager the same way I feel about my dad. <laughs> it's like the same fucking thing. Like, Daddy, please, please, did you did you like what I did? And it's like, if Daddy doesn't like it, it's like, it's hard for me to get excited about the thing because, well, Daddy's not excited about it. It's hard for me to get excited yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when I know Daddy's excited, it's like, oh, this must be a good thing. You want, <laughs> you want reinforcement. Yeah, yeah. I, um... Or say no to stuff that you know is bullshit. Yes. And then you feel bad about it or something like that. Oh, you're like, Oh, I guess like I should do these things that I know in my heart. I don't like this thing. It doesn't reflect who I want to be or who I am. Yeah. But I say yes to it because it's the right career move. And it's like, what are we doing? 
I, you wouldn't think that I say no a lot because of, you know, the acting situation. Actually, we do think you would say no a lot because of the <laughs> podcasting situation. <laughs> I say no to a lot of stuff. But I like I, what I'm trying to use this pandemic for. And I also think it's really ha- ha- been happening. And it, I'm just trying to be like radically myself, you know, like. Yeah. <laughs> One thousand wow, wow, percent wow. Blair, Blair. Yeah. Blair, Blair. Like, if I, and just, you know, like they say, be your own best friend. And it's like you hear that for so many years. But now I feel like I'm really putting it into practice. You kind of have to, right? Yeah, but I'm just like, I'm not going to say mean things to myself anymore. And it's like a lot of times you don't, it's not like you're even trying to do that. It's just a loop in your head from Mm -hmm. a long time. And I'm like, I'm just not going to do that anymore. Yeah. Like, you know that guy, Brendan Burkhart? Yeah, I do. I follow him on Instagram. Me too. He talks a lot about that shit, on the pandi- about the pandemic being like, this is now when a lot of people are having to face shit they never had to face before because you can't go on vacation. You can't do all these things that people do all the time to distract themselves or to, to sort of delay the inevitable facing of yourself. And so, so that's why so many people are freaking out is because they can't access these super convenient mechanisms of distraction and they're forced to kind of stare down the barrel of their own psyche. Yeah. And it's fucking terrifying and it's super stressful and it's everything about it. It's like, I mean, I've experienced it myself. I'm like, God damn, like time goes so slow. <laughs> and it's like I'm counting basically the days between I've, between I've used some type of a, of a chemical distracting agent, you know what I mean? Well, I, you know, that's why I try to have compassion for all these people that are revolting about not wearing masks and they're, they're oh, totally. This. It's just like they're like they I know that they're coming from a place of fear that this thing is so terrifying to them that they would rather believe that the Democrats are making it up. Mm-hmm. They would ra- they would rather like not have to think about the fact that their loved ones might die or that their kids might die. Uh, and all of those things, too. If you don't have your boat, if you don't have your bar, if you can't get drunk like you usually get drunk, um, then it's like then they're just left with themselves. Yeah. And that's terrifying for a lot of people. Totally. I mean, isn't that why like banishment was like the worst punishment back in the day? Because if you get killed, it's like that's that's great because you just get you're done. But if you get banished, you're like you're extricated from the community. You have to live on your own. And like you, all these things have been taken away from you that you think would be, that you think would be just like not necessary. But that stuff is. So there's so much fuel in all these things, especially like uh, socializing. Yeah, I've been I've uh, been like five different people already in the five <laughs> months. Like truly, I have morphed into full on <laughs> different people and held like five different identities already. Okay, what's number one? Um, I don't know. But Come like, on, if you know five, if you said five, okay, you gotta I, least. Another, not number one, but just give us one of them. Another. I need three of the five at least. <laughs> I mean three. It's too embarrassing. That's oh, the, oh come, the, come on. on Blaine, That's um, what you're doing here. Oh, and then in addition to the best friend thing, um, because you know, wait, 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 hold on. Hold on. You know these things intellectually for <laughs> so long, but it I feel like it's only landing in my soul and my cellular being where I because um, you have to now. Yeah, or 
just like that nothing like no one is coming no job no person nothing like i'm the one i have to be happy now um like yeah but what about these people you have been <laughs> you just give us one can you think of one <laughs> i need to use your comedy things make up the one that you know it's over okay. ex- over exaggerate yeah, have fun you how to write it. a joke have fun with it just let yeah, it, let yeah, it be just like, you know batted around it. I mean, I'll do one. I'll do two. I'll do uh, two. Look, I've done a lot during this pandemic. A lot I've of taken seventy-five courses. I wrote. <laughs> I wrote a pilot. Uh, I okay. There's there's breath work, Blair. There's uh, one. Reiki. There's Reiki. Oh, That's did you ever the take? The, we, we need to follow up on your Reiki classes. Yeah. Oh god. my god, my brother is just like, what the fuck is Reiki? Dude, what the <laughs> dude? What the fuck is Reiki? <laughs> Honestly, is that like a fucking like video game or some bullshit, um, Blair? Yeah, dude, I... take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I've like done all these like workout courses. I've I've done a lot of finance research and okay, courses. finance Blair, Reiki I read Blair, five finance books, um, finance Reiki. Breath work. I'm like, yeah. It's that's crying, enough. Blair. It's like, crying as far Blair. as, um, yeah, oh my God. Crying Blair is a good one. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, I, I've had to evaluate how productivity is. I base self-worth, like, everyone, because, like, that's just how I am. I, <laughs> I have to be so productive. If I'm not, like, working my fucking ass off, I, like, feel bad. But isn't that right there what I was talking about before? Yeah, no. It's a hundred percent like a distract. 100%. I mean, it's why my dad used to work it's so coping. goddamn hard. My dad yeah. used to work so hard because. But I've shed he's that. Like, you shed the work, the super crazy. I mean, work? I'm still. Yeah, I mean, I'm still like working hard and stuff, but not as like, you know, like a whatever I need to feel okay. Not like closeted gay man hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your dad? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I do mean, you really think your dad was gay? No, I don't think I know. He uh, came out about. Fifteen years ago, twenty years ago, and uh, was he? Is I'm sorry, is he alive? He's alive. He's oh, okay. married to another man. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, he got married cool. about seven years ago. That's cool. I don't think I've ever heard you talk about that. I mean, it's one of those things where it's really interesting, but it's also kind of like kind of boring if you think about it. It's not like really. It's one of those things that has both. It's like can be the most boring thing ever because he's still just uh, a white older man who's. Essentially conservative, even though he's very liberal, and he's still the same person. It's just, you know, all these things from his past. You're like, oh, were, were your folks sense. divorced when he came out? I don't. It's sort of complicated. Not that complicated, really. They got divorced because of it. Yeah. But it wasn't like a messy, crazy divorce. It wasn't like a lot of fighting or anything. It was really kind of, I don't know. It was very, uh, it was just mellow. I guess you could say it wasn't like a, a big yeah. to do. I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But that is still like, this is guy. Is he living in Minnesota at the time? Yeah, he still does. Yeah, and he's just like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> or he's just like, I'm so tired of this, and he just basically just switched to a man. Essentially, yeah. Not hardly nothing has changed otherwise. Yeah. I think it's terrifying. Being one of the reasons I find it to be terrifying to be a parent amongst one million other ones, um, is that like you being you children everything is modeled for them like it's not really about like what you tell them to do or what what they see it's completely what they see 
how they engage in relationships, how they treat themselves, how they treat other people, all of it, how their work ethic, like their poly, everything is what they see. Mm -hmm. So it's like, if you're not prepared to think in that way that you have to behave in a way that a kid can be healthy modeling it's like oh my god which i mean it's impossible to be perfect and you will everyone will fuck up their kids in some way but that's wild i mean we're all here (laughs) (laughs) we're all here being fucking awesome but it's like every one of us like there's no person out there except maybe three people who do comedy because like yeah, my parents were just super supportive. They were always around. That's what and, John uh, Mulaney says. He says about that him? He's like, I had a perfect family. See, I think a lot of times it's people who have perfect families. And the reason, he was a drunk, right? He was a drunk for years. Yeah, he got sober when he was 19. But I think the reason he was such a drunk is probably because he had a perfect family. He was Is that true? 19? Yeah. yeah. I thought it was a little older. No, I think he was sober when he got, he was 19. So he probably just drank. I think I remember hearing he started when he was like 13 or something. So he just mm-hmm. partied hard for Classic Irishman, just drinking from the birth. <laughs> I started drinking when I was 13. Really? Yeah. But I, I was also like a hardcore athlete. I knew I was going to college for sports. So I'd always just, I always go right up to the line. I never like, <laughs> I was like a responsible <laughs> partier. He's good at hiding it. Put it in that water bottle. But I mean, bottle. I never like drive drunk or get in the car with someone drunk. Or Hi, I'd, Mrs. Stevenson. I'd still no. be on time home, you know? Yeah. No, I'll be sure to bring Natalie back on time. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just going to the beach to play some volleyball. <laughs> yeah, we have to bring a lot of water with us. You know how it is. See you later. Don't wait up for us. Glug, 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 glug. <laughs> All the parties are on the beach because that's the only place you could go with no parents. No parents beach? Yeah. Bonfires. This is, uh, we're at Johnny's home. It's so cute, Johnny. I love this little place. Aren't you so happy? I am happy. I do uh, spend a lot of time back here, sort of like um, manicuring it like a prisoner in a yard kind of thing, you know what I mean? It's so cheerful and pleasant, though. I always think about this picture in this magazine I saw of some prison, like in Angola, <laughs> where like it was clear that every every square inch had been like, you know, these guys have nothing to do yeah. but like manicure the space. And I feel like this is like a tenth of that because I just spend so much time tweaking and touching everything. It's it's kind of insane. You know so much about um, plants and growing shit. I guess so. I mean, I just I'm fascinated by it. So I feel like it's like a it's almost like a um, like a compulsion more than anything. Like I feel like if I don't know about something, I get um, I don't know. It's I really just, healthy compulsion, though. You're outside. You're doing sustainable shit. You're growing organic stuff. You're anything not to write. <laughs> yeah, I know, oh my God. I know what you mean. Oh anything my God. not to write. Truly. I will do anything in the world that <laughs> stops me from doing the thing that I really want to do, which is growing these amazing cucumbers. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. Like I will do anything not to write. I will schedule like a root canal. I've been putting on. <laughs> Well, got to do that. I can't worry about this uh, project I've been uh, sitting on for two years. I have to, got to take care of this thing that's going to be physically encumbering. <laughs> that's how I feel right now, though. I'm like, because I'm like, if I'm not writing, I had no excuse. You know, because before it was like, oh my god, I'm on the road. I don't have time. I'll never have time to write. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what do you? Uh, how do you write? Like, what do you when you, when you say writing? What's what's it look like to you? Is it free writing? That's drawings mainly, right? I mean, right now I'm writing 
Apparently, <laughs> 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 uh, drawings of dogs and uh, houses. I do like to draw. Dream journal stuff. Yeah, a lot of journal. Oh my god, I've gone through three journals <laughs> in Ooh. quarantine. I do online. I do on Google Word, Google Google Docs. That's cool. Yeah. I was um, for a while. I was trying to write just a thousand words a day. And most of the time, it's pretty easy. I know that sounds like a lot, but it really wasn't. How much is like three That's pages? Two pages. About two pages. Five hundred words is one page. Single space or double? Double. Single space? What are you crazy? I do single, baby. I do single too. Not me. We're masochists over here, Steve. <laughs> I finally got a pilot idea. It's so funny because um, I've always been like, I don't, I try not to make myself feel guilty about anything. And I know they're always like, you got to have your pilot. You got to have these things. But I was just like, I don't I don't have any ideas. I don't have it. So I was like, I. but in my life, I've always been like, whenever I'm supposed to have it, it comes. Mm-hmm. I've just found that to be the case. Yeah. Even when I was a pastor and I would, for sermons, I would be like, it'd be Thursday. And I'd be like, I don't have anything. And then by Saturday, it would, it would come. And then uh, so I fi- I wish to God. I wish to God I could have seen Oh, my you. God. Me, too. <laughs> I would do anything. I bet you were incredible. I was incredible. Yeah. yeah I'm sorry, but when you watched Steve at the Chatterbox, last time I was there, I was I was like, oh, my God. Steve was 100% the pastor here. It's the kind of thing where yeah. if anyone moved in that room, Steve would be like, Jessica. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anybody. The Chatterbox is the but that's because Steve LA. has this thing. You have that. You do have that sort of cult leader. Well, I mean, I'm, thing a, about I, you, I'm man. a pastor, but I don't mind saying that I'm like a pastor by heart. Totally. So I do all of that stuff, even when I'm bartending, which is so great about being sober because I feel like I can be a good person for. Because I, I felt, I think it's been about a year and a half now. I was since just going to ask you, congratulations. Maybe even a little longer that's than a year and a half. So gnarly. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I just knew I shouldn't have been drinking for a long time. But I just kept doing it because mm-hmm. I had been doing it for so long. And I like it. Like, even now, my fantasy, if I were to, like, if I'm 72, get a cancer diagnosis, move into Palm Springs, getting wasted Slurping every day until I die. Just fucking hitting, waking up, pu- making a margarita, You're hitting the pool. you saying you will do that? Oh, that yeah, 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 yeah. That's okay. still, I love drinking so much. But, like I said, it it's helped. Great. Yeah, it's so fun. It is. There's a lot of different drinks you can drink. That's why taste. I like shouldn't do it because I love it so much. But uh, it also didn't. It kept me from doing a lot of good things that were in my heart to do because I was sinning. You know, for me, you know, sin is like a word that I don't know people don't like that much. But for me, it's just like, oh, you you're doing something you know you should not be doing anymore. It could be a relationship. It could be drinking. It could be anything. It could be friendships. Yeah. <laughs> it could be going to uh, the comedy store open mic. You Blair's know, making a crazy face <laughs> right now. Blair Saki, extremely guilty looking, turning bright when, red. When I said relationships, yeah, she really started, she started drinking her Coke Zero. She switched to a third Coke Zero. She just keeps pounding them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, all of that stuff. And so, for me, drinking had become a sin in my life. That I wasn't doing, and it really railroaded me. Like, I'm very active right now for Black Lives Matter stuff and everything, but I guarantee you, I promise you, if I was still drinking, I would not. I would wow, just, I would feel really like a cool. bad person. Hmm. I don't, I, I've, I've done a lot of things wrong in my life, but I'm, I don't think I'm a bad person now. I, like, actively try to do the right thing, and I'm pretty good at apologizing and trying to fix things. But, yeah, if I was drinking... 
but yeah, that's cool about the chatterbox too, is that I'm able to like even be more of a pastor there, mm-hmm. you know, when there's non pandemic stuff. And my heart, even now during the pandemic, I'm like, I don't really care about making it that much either, but I very, my heart is very much for a lot of these younger comics and Latino comics that, I mean, we're not even on the fucking map. You know, when you, you know, when you talk about comedy, there's like nothing. Now there's more. Yeah. You know, we got Chris Garcia. We got Frankie, Vanessa. There's more right now. What about, um, what's his of- name? Uh, he did a show there years ago when I first did the Chatterbox. He came in late. He wears the uh, the little golf cap. You're talking about Jeff Garcia? Jeff Garcia, right? Yeah, I hate him, though. Okay. <laughs> he he sucks. Yeah, I don't care. I hate him. Whoa. Like, he's a bad person. But, uh, Is he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I can see that. Yeah, he's a bad person. In fact, though. He's done well for himself, though. Yeah, yeah. You know? he, he's, uh, Not that he's, it means I think he's the right? voice in Ice Age and stuff. I, I don't get it. I don't. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, okay. yeah. He's Damn, one of the voices. Damn, that's fucking dream job. <laughs> But it is so we got in a fight over some dumb shit before, but it is funny because we were he recently. I don't mind saying this stuff either because fuck that guy. Um, maybe like, yes. John, oh, my God, this is Johnny's favorite before the pandemic. <laughs> so let's say three months before the pandemic. But, you know, Chatterbox gets so packed this past year and a half, especially where we can't let anybody else in. Like we just cut off the you door. Mean like audience. Oh yeah, my yeah, God. yeah, you're done. This is like hurting my heart. That was Why? Because like, it was just like that. This feels like we're talking about the old world. Oh, yeah. I mean, like thinking dude. about those nights at the Chatterbox. Those are like some of the best nights. Like whenever you get to do it, it's like one of the best nights in L.A. I'm telling you, you're would... slowing down an epic shit talk. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. No, I gotta hear this. I'm pretty good about it. I'm like a pretty upbeat person. Uh, I have my bad days. The bad days are coming more often, maybe like once a week now, because it's. I just don't have. You know, I'm not working. None of us are working. No one is. And it's just like, I just don't. What am I supposed to do? You know, you can write. You can play video games, but it's like, what are we living for right now? All that to say, let's flip, flip, wrap it back around. So Jeff Garcia, him and I had a fight. He knows you're not welcome anymore. I've never, I never said anything like this. So I'm walking up and I see Jeff Garcia and like two of his friends, but Louis, the door guy's like not letting him in. It's too packed. Is Jeff like a uh, an entourage kind of guy? Like always has like yes, a boy yeah, with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He sucks. I There's so much about his so comedy much. I hate too. I don't uh, know this man. He's like a shit. He's like a shit. Which, by the way, Mexicans love this. He's a shit talking comedian. So it's just like sh- talk shit to everybody, and they're like, "Oh shit!" And uh, he, he used to the first couple years of Chatterbox, he would come in like once a month. Once he came in twice, two weeks in a row, and that was cool, even because he's like kind of a famous comic, and I, and I know they like it. He came in a third week, and this isn't even a fight. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, his little lackey guy ran up to me. He's like, uh, Jeff's go- Jeff's here. He wants to know if he can like, come in. Like, I was in the third row of the show watching. And I was like, no, no, not tonight. And then the guy was like, what? The guy was like, what? And I was like, no, no, not tonight. That wasn't even the big fight. So the guy was like, oh, oh okay, God. I'll tell him. I got to tell Jeff a no. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that wasn't even the big fight. The big fight, I would tell you, but it's just too long <laughs> too and long. stupid. But this one, so I see, I haven't seen Jeff in years. So I'm like, hey, what's up, man? Walk in the chatterbox. So the show's not even started yet. So then it gets started. And then the door guy goes, Steve, um, Jeff said he's supposed to perform. (laughs) This is after the fight. This is years. He walks up to me and he's like, "Um, Jeff said. And I was like, no, fuck that guy. Don't even let him in. And he's like, "Uh, okay. And he goes back. The show's going on. And then he comes back to me and he goes, 
he he demanded to talk to Travis. Travis is the bartender, if you guys don't know. Oh, and, I know. And so, yeah, and not you, them. <laughs> and then, uh, so I see Jeff Garcia yelling at, like, Travis. Or like, so he told Travis, like, Travis, you better put me up on the show or whatever like that. There's no, everything goes through me. Yeah. It's like that. And he goes, I'm going to talk to Ralph, the owner, which I'm just, <laughs> but I mean, this is like four or five months or three months before the thing. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you're not getting on that stage ever again for the rest of your fucking life. <laughs> wow. You fucking loser. I don't care if you're an ice age, you piece of shit. <laughs> One of my favorite shit, Jeff Garcia. Jeff Garcia is such a piece of shit. This is so funny. Philippe Esperanza hated his ass. There's a Latino room, a little bar called the Sunset Room up in, um, Where's it up? I forget. Over by uh, the La Puente Hills Mall. So let's say La Puente. But they would have a Latino night over there. And uh, the night Philippe Esperanza won Last Comic Standing, he went straight to the Sunset Room because he knew Jeff Garcia was there. And he grabs the mic from Jeff when he's on stage and says, get the fuck out of here and leave this for the real comics. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's so hardcore. That's that's, that's and you know ballsy. Philippe Esperanza is the nicest guy in the world. That's what a piece of shit Jeff Garcia wow. is. So uh, yeah, when yeah. you turn people who are nice into into uh, aggressive people like that, that says something. Yeah, it takes a lot to uh, make someone who everyone likes be do something like that. Yeah, but yeah, so my heart is also like for these young comics. So once things change, I'm, I've got all these ideas. I mean, I still want to construct my art, but yeah. I don't like, you know, in terms of making it and stuff, it doesn't matter to me. Even each, how I love, why I love comedy is for the puzzle of the jokes, trying mm-hmm. to solve the jokes. And I didn't understand pilot writing was, uh, but I'm, uh, I was talking to, I got this idea and I was like, oh, I think that's a pretty whole idea. And I was talking to my friend about it, and she was like, oh, yeah, this is how I do it. And she, like, was showing me this way. And I was like, oh, it's like a puzzle. And she's like, yeah, you got to move these things around. You have an A storyline, B story. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, cool. So I started taking this class. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I could really write all these things. I was like, this is really fun. But I never thought of it as a puzzle before. What class? His name is Ben Axelrod. He, uh, I, uh, Andrea Moore referenced him to me, and uh, he's... I got this pilot idea. I have a lot of writer friends, too. That's the thing that got me. We were having dinner, like, I don't know, maybe a month ago, outside in some guy's backyard. We were all socially distanced. And they're all writers. And they're like, Steve, when are you going to write a pilot so we can give you a job? And I was like, oh, <laughs> I guess I should. huh? They're like, yeah. And then I started talking about my Christian rap band. And then they were like, Ooh. you should just write about that. And That's I, awesome. And then I was like... Okay, and so my pram, my pram, I'm not going to tell you the whole thing, but I, my idea was just like, what would it take right now for me to get my Christian hip hop band back together? So that was basically <laughs> the idea that started this pilot idea and everything too. But yeah, so all that to say, yeah, I'm glad I'm not drinking. Uh, who gives a shit? Miss Chatterbox. I was walking with Julia yesterday, and I forgot. I started to think of something. Maybe it was even an open mic or something stupid. Just running into friends, and I got sad. See, that's what gets me, man. It's not the being at home. It's when I go out, and the first couple times I went out and just see stuff you've seen a thousand times, but to see it in this new way. Like, when I went to Starbucks for the first time, when they reopened, I was, like, I was just so depressed. Cause there's something about, like, I mean, it sounds so ridiculous. No, 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 it doesn't. But it, it, but it is, though. It is ridiculous. Like, I was at Starbucks, and I made me want to cry because I'm seeing this boring ass mundane <laughs> mediocre shithole of a place that i think you know i championed starbucks 
just to be a contrarian to some extent, but also because I don't think they're as bad as people make them out to be. They, <laughs> I, think, I think they honestly think Starbucks helps people more than it hurts people for the most part. Well, all those jobs well, we and those jobs, we yeah. Took everything for granted, the simplest. Totally, stuff. and you go in there and you see like all these people, like the dude I know who works there all the time. All the people having they're wearing these masks, you know. They're having those plexiglass to deal with all these crazy motherfuckers yeah. who come in there wanting to wanting to be like. It's like it's just so something about it, like the way it cuts through all these really basic forms of humanity. The way it just sort of. Um, chills them out like it just turns everything off and it chills everything down to where you're like oh this is like it was hard enough to break through to a stranger to just have a moment where oh this is funny because i said something kind of weird and you got it because i was like you know i like i made fun of the guy who went before me like yeah i'll also have the same order and they're like what oh you're joking like that kind of thing you know <laughs> how funny that is to have a moment with a stranger that you can kind of be like we both kind of get that I'm joking, having fun, but now it's almost impossible to do that because there's no like, there's no room for subtlety and or spontaneity. Stuff. Spontaneity and subtlety. You can't be like, there's so many things that like uh, your face exhibits that you can't, you don't get to exhibit with the with the with the mask. There's always little things that you don't get to portray, and it's it's such a heavy blow in a way that I don't know. Like I I, I try to avoid going out to places now because I just don't want to have to see. It's like you know, it's like seeing like um, like seeing Christopher Reeves in a wheelchair. It's like, oh, that used to be fucking Superman, and now you can't even fucking move. How depressing is that? I feel like that's everywhere you go is that same thing where you just, oh man, it's such like a like a psychic blow, like fucking, it's just gnarly. And I feel like it's gonna take a long time for people to even kind of, we're never gonna get used to it. We're oh, just that's what kind I, mean. Of, I mean. Well, we don't even understand what kind of like. PTSD we've all suffered yeah. from all this. Or it's going to be like, yeah, a whole generation's worth thing. I mean, the kids are going to be cool. Because <laughs> the kids always manage shit. You know, kids always figure out how to... Kids are indestructible. You can fucking throw them downstairs and they get back up again. Kind of shit. Not isn't throw them downstairs, they can fall isn't downstairs. Isn't it funny to think about, like... <laughs> this is funny to me. <laughs> like, people... Who just like love video games <laughs> in their regular life, and now they're just like, yes. <laughs> Finally, I can just fucking game. game. Oh and my I god! Just wanted a game, and now I'm did you see that Rogan clip that blew shit. up on Twitter yesterday on video games? You, no. Do, tell me the truth. I need to know this to understand the full scope of the truth of my friends. Do, do either of you listen to Joe Rogan? Uh, I listen to occasionally. Yeah, it's an interesting I guess. Too, yeah. I know you both do. Listening to Joe Rogan is like saying, "Oh, do you, do you watch uh, NBC News from time Look, to time?" Like, I yes. never attach any judgments to it. I was <laughs> just wondering, <laughs> and I had a few suspicions, and they were both suspicions. Confirmed. People who hate Rogan. I don't, I don't hate it. Rogan. Or, I don't even know anything. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, the stuff. That's what that video game clip yesterday to me. That was. Go do you know what I'm talking about? I haven't seen it. Something about. There's a he just said. This is the craziest thing that that's blown up because people do take him out. Out of context oh, a lot I of try to get him and yeah. snatch him but this one was very odd because he goes oh yeah the the clip is just basically going oh yeah you know another thing like that is video games he's like i know i know because i really struggled with this i was really into it but he just basically said that video games are a waste of time and uh you know the the same time you could do that you could be learning something the example that he uses is actually the funniest, but they didn't like even dunk on this really. But he said, and you know, those two or three hours you're playing video games, you could take a jujitsu class within a couple of years, 
You're like a master. You look around. Maybe you start your own jujitsu studio. Next thing you know, you got a hundred students. You're driving up in a Mercedes. Nobody clown on any of this <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but, but to me, the idea of Joe Rogan, like to me, he's like the good life is having a jujitsu studio and driving a Mercedes. Well, there's so much about um, the the world that now where like I I don't give a shit about Joe Rogan because one thing that people don't understand is that everyone has a demographic. Like I'm not joe rogan's demographic nothing he says is going to be like an insane interest but you know what you're not far off sweetheart but also also, like when we forget to like you know anyone in public who is successful so many people will hate them and try to tear them down i'm not saying i mean i'm sure i disagree with most of what joe rogan says i don't really know because I, I bet you probably agree with most of what he yeah. says i don't follow For anything real. he says or i don't know anything yeah. about him but i'm saying you know like if um a 50 year old man or something doesn't like my comedy i'm like yeah, <laughs> yeah you're not supposed not. to like why it would I, why would <laughs> me the shit i'm talking about have anything to do with yeah me? but here's what would get you Joe Rogan would probably love your comedy. He probably would. He'd probably be like, oh, she's really great. Why are you making this face? I'm not kidding. (laughs) Now you you just... (laughs) Boy, you're so funny. What is that face? That's like the weird, like, stone troll that just showed up, like... Hamba, gamba, I, gamba, I hate it. Blair's the funniest. She she like makes faces on stage, and I always get great pictures. And then I show her, can I post this? She's like, like no, no way, I look ugly. <laughs> I'm like, that's the, you gotta get beyond I'm that. I'm trying girl. to stop that. I think I am. I'm trying to, and like, um, my body and stuff too. I'm just like, yeah, okay. This is my Blair face. Yeah, yeah the 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 face. The, the face. I turned into this. like a gremlin. Ah, yeah. yeah, it's the funniest face. Uh, but Ooh, yeah, the, whoever the man though. you marry is gonna love that face. He's gonna I be. I think so. Yeah. He has to. He has to. What do you mean? Well, it's I gonna am... be the opposite. What's gonna happen is you're gonna be like, um, man, I want this guy to like me. I want him to like me. And you're trying to be all demure and stuff. You're gonna accidentally. He's gonna accidentally see that face and he's gonna be like, oh, I like this. No. <laughs> That's I what don't happens. Think I ever hide shit. Like another thing. You don't is think you do? I a lot of. While I'm trying to go on Hinge and all this stuff, which is apparently I've seen, like, you get out what you put in, uh, which I hate um, <laughs> so much. Uh, but I've had, like, the last two years since I, almost two years since I had a big breakup, I have just been trying to, you know, work on myself and all these things. Um, and I do still struggle where I'm, like, trying to train myself to, like, nice guys because you know i always like want to fuck these bad guys but i hate them like as people isn't that just the most common thing of all time though yeah 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 but nice doesn't mean boring it doesn't mean boring yeah but also like a lot of times when you're like chemically attracted to someone it's because it's like a trauma bond it's not like um it's not like a real like love is like slow. I think what like, that shit is, it's just it's like some deep part of your primitive brain and their deep part of their primitive brain is saying, "Please have offspring; they will be healthy." That's all it is. It's just like yeah, have healthy that's, offspring. That's, I think it's both. I, I know think what you're it's talking like, about. Yeah. Um, there, you know, like I've I know enough now that like if it 
if I meet someone and it's too crazy right away, then it's not right. It's like I think love is supposed to like develop slowly and it's supposed to be comfortable and like steady. I think it, both. It's not supposed to be like It's it's both. I hear what you're saying completely. Uh, and I agree with you. Is is there is a kind of chaotic like I okay. I um you know Sorry to bring up that I'm in an open relationship and polyamorous, <laughs> but you gotta be hurting right now, though, right? Um, you gotta be hurting. Come on, tell God, me you're hurting. Yeah. Well, you gotta be I hurting. Am, I am dating somebody besides my besides but Julia. How do you do that? Uh, I, her and I started dating in December, and um, so just this past month, I've seen her maybe like once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the whole other time, I would like just FaceTime her for like an hour, and that that's where the thing you're talking about. I haven't experienced it so long. Where you like slowly like just start to like someone and then you're like, oh, like it's funny because I don't know how it would have happened without the pandemic where because I'm like we talk on the phone like an hour and a half two or two hours every day, Monday through Friday. And I'm like going into that, I was like, there's no way. I do not want to do this bullshit. There's nothing to even fucking talk about. There's no, there's a pandemic going on, but we just did it. And now I talked to her hour, two hours easy. And I've grown to really care about her and really like her in a way that I don't, there's no way would have happened without the pandemic. Um, With that said though, now I'm very selective about who I would date um, because I love Julia so much and I really don't want to fuck that up. But I have felt there's some people that the juice is cooking so hard with. I won't even fuck. Yeah, yeah, because it's just chaos. But I think I'm kind of I think I'm kind of finally at that point. That's interesting. I also think fucking these bad people is just another way of avoiding. I wanted to say to be vulnerable with like someone new. I want to hear you, but I want to save these zeros for the photo shoot. But does anyone want one? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Hernandez has produced a bunch of Gatorade Whoa, Zeros. Thank you so much. Yeah, there's still enough for the Steve photo shoot afterwards. Through. I'm going with blue, baby. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, no, for me, it's like I've had like a lot of these nice guys ask me out, and I don't involve myself. Wait, but tell and me they're right. good looking too? Um, yeah. I Is guess. this currently? Um, I just mean the last two years. Okay, I'm, I'm but talking also about like, currently. I want to know about currently. Yeah, no, currently. Also. Can we take a quick break while I use the bathroom? Oh, sure, yeah. Okay. It was Friday night. What the zeros? Yeah. Her, yeah. The coat. Yeah, those are fucking sick. Are you sure? Are they athletic at all? These? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Who makes them? A brand called Athleta. Oh, Athleta. It's like a uh, a Lululemon type thing. And we're back. And we're back here. Uh, we've just taken a quick break here on Live to Tape with my special uh, repeat guests, Steve Hernandez and Blair Saki, also known as Blair Sochi. Depends what part of the world you live in. Uh, we're talking about, I'm about to ask Blair what it's like to date in the pandemic. Um, well, I've been a little bit tied up with all my various courses and um right breath work <laughs> you know things like that <laughs> and, um, but i've been trying to get my ass on hinge um because is hinge the one where the girl has to ask first no no i don't fuck with that one what makes course. hinge hinge 
Hinge, I don't know why it's easier. Like, Tinder was too, felt too gnarly. Tinder's like fucking like STDs and stuff. It felt like that. It felt like Lake Havasu. (laughs) 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 And you would know. (laughs) I know. I've never been to Lake Havasu. You should have, if you have a kid, it's gonna be named Havasu. I have been to other lakes with the same idea. With like boat boat parties, (laughs) date rape underneath the boat. (laughs) You've never been to the river? Chugging Coronas. You seem like you were born at the river. Like beer bongs, <laughs> beer bongs, Captain Morgan, and like a little little light date rape underneath in the cabin of the boat. My family has an octobong. <laughs> what the fuck is an octobong? Eight spouts beer bong. Oh my god, your family? Yeah, my family. Like your father and mother came together to purchase or build this like thing? Like we all, it was just like... It was a moment in time for like a, well we were all kind of in college or around college and we ha- we would just like party hard. Wait, how many brothers do you have? Two. Okay. But also like a lot of um, families in the neighborhood. For some reason, there was no <laughs> women, and it was all boys the exact same age and grade as my brother. Like thirteen mm-hmm. families is very bizarre. Jesus. So like I grew up with all those guys like I've known since I was like a baby. Damn. But they're all around. But we're oh outdating. Um, so then Bumble, I went on there and I did not like to have to speak first. I don't do that in. Re- yeah. <laughs> I do not do that in regular life. It's like what uh, Garth says in Wayne's World, right? I'm like, what's the point of being a girl? I don't want to do that. Yeah. Also, like, I don't want to date um. A guy like, who's like, oh, hey, yeah, hey. I don't want to date a sub. Oh, like, hey, excuse I, me. Um, I, I'm the sub. You know? <laughs> so, oh, pardon me. I, I couldn't help but notice, but uh, you are uh, quite cute. Can I say that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi. Um, oh, thank you for messaging me. I, I hope you I hope you appreciate that I'm going to reply here now. Uh, if you're not going to be saying, um, you have a very cool, interesting name. Uh, can you tell me more about that? I'm sorry if that's just, I'm, I'm saying too much oh, here, but uh, but I'm really curious about the the. Uh, Wait, I want to finish with Blair, but where where did you meet your wife, Johnny? She saw me doing comedy at the now torn down Steve Allen Theater. Whoa! Where they shot, you know, where they shot Barry. Like Barry takes yeah, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she saw me doing comedy there like many, many years ago, uh-huh. and. Uh, she messaged me on MySpace, <laughs> and so I messaged cute. back, so I was like, oh, damn. Yeah. And uh, that was pretty much it. That's perfect. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm afraid of it. All the people in my DMs are weird. You that, should be. They never seem normal. Yeah, you should be. What, what's normal, though? I don't know. Is this normal? Um, excuse me. <laughs> hi. Um, it was more normal, like, hey, uh, you want to fuck? I know that's not. I don't want that either. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, but then, yeah, I didn't like Bumble. I would just say hello, and like no one wrote me. <laughs> 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 I think mean, they're, they're, those people are those are the normal ones. So they're like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> Look, I don't think <laughs> I'm like a bastion of normalcy. <laughs> Your pictures, you probably look like normal, huh? Yeah, know, she well, looks normal, and then like, oh <laughs> shit! Your pictures look normal. <laughs> well, you're hey, not normal. Excuse but you me, look uh, like a normal blonde girl. <laughs> yeah, I try. Like one time, I was like, "How come no one really um, likes me on the <laughs> dating app?" <laughs> and jo- Joe Kozala was like, "Just let me see your profile," and he's like, "These are not 
he's like, there are so much better pictures than of you <laughs> than this. And I was like, well, I don't want like headshots. That's corny. He made my picture. He found my sluttiest pictures and made my profile me sound as dumb as possible. It said, uh, I'm not. I want to know what the taste of water tastes like or something like that. <laughs> and, and then all of a sudden I got like 1,000 matches because I just thought I was like some dumb, dumb whore. Wait, how did he find your sluttiest pictures? How does that work? Did on you give him Instagram? access to the vault? Oh, okay, no, on no, Instagram. on my Instagram. Um, but um, yeah, and then I changed. I don't, I don't do that anymore. I don't you know like the key, I think, to probably having a great dating app? Is having a photo in which something part of your body needs to be blurred out as your profile picture. <laughs> Could you imagine that? How that's, quickly, that's like topless <laughs> photo of you smiling, tits are blurred. Like, hey, <laughs> that would be you. You'd be fucking rolling <laughs> in replies. Yeah, <laughs> blurred really, out. That's really funny. Um, no, but I feel like I've met some nice people on Hinge lately. That's what was his like name? Not- <laughs> <laughs> what was his last name? Chris Delia. <laughs> this is what Johnny tries to do to me all the time. He he casually throws it in so that I'll oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> slip up. There's a chance. I do want to know his name though. Is this someone I know? No. Okay. Thank you God. always ask if it's someone you know. Well, because I you only know, know like that seven many people. I don't know that many people. <laughs> is it Brendan? Brendan the, Walsh. The people I know have become so. It's just ridiculous now. I know no one. It's uh, it's hard you know being everyone. There. That's crazy. No, I don't. You both know everyone. Steve know knows all the comedians. We I don't know any comedians know now. A ton of you know a lot of people. I know Johnny does it. Like There's Johnny people who've been doing comedy for six years, and I see him like they're pretty good. Yeah, I've never Johnny's, seen before. Johnny's been doing it for so long. I remember Johnny. You were in that This American Life video. With yeah. For uh, Big Fish. Right. But you've been doing comedy in L.A. for what, fifteen years now? Almost f- about fourteen years. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing comedy God, for long seven time. years. Oh yeah, I just hit my ten. Although, although it doesn't count, yeah, it's nothing counts anymore. Every year after ten, it feels like who cares? It doesn't matter. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like the longer you do it, after a certain point, it's kind of like. Um, all I know is that uh, one time I told someone I was like, "Yeah, I think I want to do a late night set." They were like, "I thought you already done a couple of those." I'm like. No, I haven't. They're like, okay. So that's when I realized it doesn't matter <laughs> if you do one or not because at some point everyone just thinks you probably already did. Oh, I don't think um, – <clears throat> no, yeah, those don't matter at all. They don't. It's, it's just like a personal like – not- It just is a notch for you. It's like JFL. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. just like something you want. I think I was the last – one of the last classes at JFL to actually matter. Like I think some some good stuff did happen for me out of that, but I think every year – after that was just like more and more no one gives a shit kind of thing. I don't know. So uh, you're still on the apps now? Yeah, I'm just kind of getting going. I'm but, only on Hinge. And think oh about the God. kind of, you know what, the, you know how good looking the guy would have to be for Blair to just hook up with him? This chick loves God. Like he would have to be like pretty hot. You know what I want to see? I want to see a gallery, a rogues gallery of the hottest dudes Blair's been with. I bet half of them I would be like, damn, motherfucker. I, I, don't would... think, I don't think Blair cares about your look. Uh, not that she doesn't care, but I don't think she has a, uh, like, if she's going to date you and be yeah. with you. I think you're very open. You're very sweet like that. But if she's just going to fuck you, she wants some top ta- caliber dick, man. She can pull she it wants, down. She wants to feel that <laughs> six-pack slamming against her flat oh stomach. Oh, my God. Bow, bow, bow. 
If the, if the listeners are still here, um, who's the hottest actor you've learned about recently? Most recently. Oh, do you have in your head? Don't even tell us. We don't even have to ask any questions. Because Taylor, picture the hottest guy you've ever been with. Is there? Can you do it? I don't want to have this conversation. I saw somebody, but I just want you to picture it. Are you doing it? Okay. Oh, you know who's hot is this guy. You know who Daniel Zovato is? Uh-uh. He's in that new, uh, what's it called? Not American Horror Story. It's that show. God damn it. He's a Latino guy. He, he's in some show. I can't think of what it is. Natalie Dormer's in it. It's about like Nathan Lane's in it too. It's about like. Oh, um, you're talking about that. It has that funny name. Penny. Penny Dreadful. Penny he's in the new Los Angeles. He's in the new version I'm of that. I'm going to look that up now just because I want to see how hot this he's guy is. He's one of those guys you're like, damn, dog. He just looks like clean. I think what's crazy about some of these very, very hot people is like, especially men, probably women too, but it's hard to maintain. If you're a hot guy, person. yeah, you get to like age into that shit. Oh, no, yeah, like, to be super hot and uh, you're focusing on yourself a lot, you're, I mean, and, and you couple that with living in Los Angeles. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Where everybody has abandoned their most, their loved ones to come here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is how bad of people we abandoned. are, is that, I mean, you're not, you and me aren't so bad, Blair, because our families are here. Well, I'm but, guilty. Uh, yeah, Johnny didn't care. I'm his, super guilty. His poor, his poor gay dad back in Minneapolis <laughs> needed him. <laughs> yeah, he Johnny. needs me a lot. <laughs> yeah, my dad totally needs me. I I'm the like guy who's like. Johnny's living like this. Um, look at how this seems like a really wholesome, healthy. It's a replacement for things. But Blair. that's why he doesn't know. That's why he doesn't know anybody. He doesn't have any like friends he, either. No, that's what? Not- don't, I don't have any fucking. What are you talking about? You guys both came over here. I, know, you, I do consider your friend, I Johnny. Also, you just said I also really don't casually agree about Johnny not knowing it. Johnny knows so many people. I know a lot of people, but what I mean is, I don't know. There's like I'm not on the scene like I used to be. It used to be a thing where, you know, it's like that Walkman song. I used to go out and I knew everyone I saw, and now. I'd rarely go out if I go out at all. Mm. That was like the lyrics. And it's like a thing where, you know, when you're first five years of the thing you're doing, you're just fucking every night. You're out with your buddies doing shows. Or if you're not doing a show, you're hanging out with people, other people and stuff. It was such a such a scene. And just over time, it just changes. Not like in a bad way. Just people people get stuff and stop stop. Well, your priorities about, change. I was yeah, like, your priorities sure, change. I don't, I don't think it's a bad thing, yeah. but I definitely do miss some of the energy. There's like, a, there's like a thrum to being out with just everybody, and like everyone knows everyone all the time. And I think that some people still maintain that, but usually it's like people who are single. You know what I mean? It's like if you're in a relationship, it's really hard to be like. Well, we were like that too, but as soon as I stop drinking, it's over. Yeah, that's and it's also thing. too. You know, I'm old enough too, and we're getting all older, where it's like. And it's comedy, though. So it's like, I should not be hanging out with this 24-year-old person. Totally. Like, <laughs> like we do not have the same priorities. And, like, I just also, like, where you're at in your life. And, that you know, you can't help if you're 24. Like, go hang out with other 24-year-olds. Yeah, be go, stupid. Go stupid. Go have your fun. I'll see you when you're 30. Right. Uh, but, yeah, so it's that, too. Absolutely. It's a lot of that. Just like we gotta start wrapping it up. Where yeah, we're we gonna wrap it up. No, no, I have okay. to. I have to leave soon. So basically, you're gonna go on a date here soon <laughs> with a person, and you're gonna physically endanger yourself. But you have to do something, right? I guess so. Okay. I um, mean, I don't know. I am famous 
for canceling, but um, we'll see. What do you guys think about this idea I have? I told Blair about it a little while ago, but um, I think about enacting some sort of an outdoor scream circle. Getting maybe like 20, 30 people together. We form a big circle, and we have like a park, and it's like sort of like a, uh, we scream together, like a unified scream, maybe like at 11, 11 a.m., maybe like 7, maybe like 6, maybe something, some weird time. It's almost like a witch sort of thing. You go out, everybody screams as loud as they possibly can at the same time in an effort to kind of like, you just get the fucking juju out. You yeah, know what I mean? I'll be there. Um, they do that in Breathwork. One song is a primal scream. I had never done a primal scream really? before that. Oh, I've done it so much. I'm absolutely down. Okay, see that guy. That's all I need to hear. Thanks for being here, Steve. Uh, great. I love it. Thanks for having us, man. Thanks for being here, Blair. Oh, my God. Thanks for having me. It was great to so reunite with my friends. Next week? No. Blair's like, no. (laughs) No. That's you to do the primal scream. Blair, you have something next week. No. I have acting class next week. Oh, my God. We'll come back. Bye-bye. Bye.